Alright, the reading today is from Isaiah chapter 7, starting at verse 1 and finishing at verse 17. When Ahaz, son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, was king of Judah, King Rezin of Aram and Pekah, son of Remaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem, but they could not overpower it. Now the house of David was told, Aram has allied itself with Ephraim. So the hearts of Ahaz and his people were shaken, as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out, you and your son Shear Jashub, to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool, on the road to the washerman's field. Say to him, Be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smouldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram, and of the son of Remaliah. Aram, Ephraim, and Remaliah's son have plotted your ruin, saying, Let us invade Judah, let us tear it apart and divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tobiel king over it. Yet this is what the Sovereign Lord says, It will not take place, it will not happen. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is only resin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be too shattered to be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is only Remaliah's son. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. He will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. But before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. The Lord will bring on you and your people and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria. In the last 24 hours, Sydney, Australia has experienced another outbreak of COVID. We've actually gone through a fairly long time where we haven't had any cases and yet yesterday we had quite a number of cases emerge, mostly in the northern beaches of Sydney, but also right across the city. So out of uh, the concern for people's health and safety and being good citizens, we've gone online again this weekend, right across the weekend at Soul Revival Church, even though we're in the south of Sydney, we are going to be uh, coming to you all weekend through this digital broadcast. This outbreak again reminds us of how unstable and uncertain the times we live in are. COVID has caused so much disruption and pain and suffering for so many around the world. And Sydney has not experienced some of the depths of this disease as have taken place in other places. So many people have lost their lives, lost loved ones, lost their health and live in fear of this disease. Yet we are not meant to live in fear. While we have gone online this weekend, we are continuing to preach the good news that there is a God and that he loves us and he cares for us. And this weekend, we're going to look at the fact that God came to be with us. 
Let's understand that story as we pick up from the passage that was read to us by Manda from Isaiah chapter 7. And I particularly want to draw our attention today to verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. Now, the word Emmanuel is one of the titles of Jesus. Over this Christmas period, we're looking at various names given to Jesus and titles so that we might understand how God has saved us through Jesus. And last week, we looked at the fact that Jesus is called the Messiah or the Christ. And the word Messiah, translated into the Greek word the Christ, literally means our Saviour. How much do we need a Saviour at this time? But overall, the human race needs saving from our own sin and rebellion against God. Because while there is a God, He has actually called on us to repent of our sin and to trust in the Lord Jesus who died on the cross and rose from the dead for our sin so that we might actually have eternal life. And this week, we are looking at the fact that when Jesus came, He actually came to be amongst us. The word Emmanuel, which we're looking at today, literally means God is with us. So the good news is there is a God who has created this world and even though we've rejected him, he has actually sent his son Jesus to live with us, to die for us, to rise again, to give us new hope. Well, the great news from the Bible is that God has never left us alone. In Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6, we read this, You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that is in them, you give life to everything and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You see, God is the creator of everything. He made the earth, the stars, and he made us. And he made us to be in a relationship with him. In fact, the first two human beings, Adam and Eve, were created by God in relationship with him. And before they decided to reject God, they actually lived with him in a perfect harmony. Yet in chapter 3 of Genesis verse 8, this is what we read. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Because Adam and Eve had chosen to not listen to God's instruction and not to follow his ways and had rejected him. And as a result, when he came walking in the garden to be with them, they hid from him. But the fall that caused division between Adam and Eve would go on to cause division between every human being and God. And in fact, each generation chooses to reject God, just like Adam and Eve chose to reject God. Just like Adam and Eve had to give up that beautiful reality of where they walked in the garden with God and they could actually be in a relationship with Him and were divided from Him, so we too are divided from God because of our rejection and sin. But not only is the consequence of our rejection of God that we are divided from Him, we're also divided from each other. We have so much division in this world that we've experienced, even more so in this year than I've seen for a number of years. More than ever, it seems like our societies are becoming more and more divided. And the Bible says the root cause of division is because of our own rebellion against God. But God is a God who saves, as we said last week. And God's saving plan started with the people of Israel. God called a man called Abraham. And he called Abraham to be the father of a great nation. The people of Israel actually did grow and multiply, but were taken off into slavery into Egypt. But God came and saved them from slavery in Egypt and dwelt amongst them as they traveled through the wilderness to the land he would give them, the land of Israel. But they rejected him. And in the passage that we heard read 
today by Manda, we see the consequence of that rejection was deep and abiding. The people of Israel were actually sent off into captivity and were actually taken away from their land and the promises that God had given them. Yet God had promised in Exodus chapter 29, verse 45 to 46, that he would always dwell with them. Verse 45, Then I will dwell among them, the Israelites, and be their God. They will know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of Egypt so that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. So the great news is that though the people rejected God and had to bear the consequences of that, God actually was not going to reject them. And so in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we have this beautiful prophecy of a child who would be born of a virgin and he would come to make everything right. He would actually come to, to undo the division between human beings and God and undo the division between us and each other. Therefore, the Lord himself will give a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Literally, God is with us. Jesus is that man. He was the one that was born of a virgin that we celebrate at this Christmas time each year. And in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, this is what we're taught. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. In other words, Jesus, though he had Mary as his mother, which made him fully man, was also fully God because God himself was his father. Jesus enjoyed all the joys that we enjoy. He enjoyed weddings and parties, friendship, family, work and leisure. Yet he also experienced the pain we experience as human beings too. He wept tears of pain, sadness and frustration. He suffered humiliation. He suffered rejection, hunger and thirst. He experienced loss and he lost his own very life. But unlike us, he also lived his life differently. While he did share in all the things that we share, he did not sin like we do. And as a result, he wasn't divided from his father. And even though others rejected him, he loved others. And because of this, because Jesus did not sin, he is the only one who can repair the divisions that we have created because of sin. When he died on the cross, he actually gives us a solution to sin. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So in other words, when Jesus dies on the cross, it's not because of anything he does. It's so that he might pay for the things that we do. It's not because he's divided from his father or from others. It's because he actually wants to unite us who are divided. And so we trust in a risen saviour, Jesus. Three days after he was executed, that we celebrated Easter, Jesus rose from the dead and triumphed over sin and death once and for all. Emmanuel, God who was with us, who's come and lived our life with us, has now gone back to be with his father. So how is he continue to be with us if he is now seated at the right hand of God in heaven? Well, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we receive this astounding promise. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The great news this Christmas is that Jesus has left his Holy Spirit here with us. That when we put our faith in Jesus, his spirit dwells in us and that we actually receive power to be able to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, Australia is probably as 
close as you can get to the ends of the earth. Maybe New Zealand's a bit further. But to be honest, isn't it wonderful that during this COVID pandemic, we know that the power of Jesus is still available to us through the work of his Holy Spirit, who gives us the ability to be able to be his witnesses day in, day out, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, whether in good times or hard times, we can continue to preach the good news that we all have the possible hope of eternal life if we trust in Jesus. That though we are divided from God because of our sin, we can actually be reunited with him. And that Jesus has done everything necessary to reconcile us to be with our God. That he is with us in this pandemic is incredibly encouraging. We have the hope that one day this will end. And in the meantime, we need to continue to encourage each other. We need to, to continue to look after each other and care for those who are sick and who need help. Can I please encourage you this weekend not to give up hope. Let's focus on the big picture of God's beautiful salvation promise to us this weekend. While we're disappointed we can't be together, we don't have to be disappointed that that in any way gets in the way of our eternal hope. Even as it's raining right now, it's a beautiful sign that life is going on. And even more so, can I encourage you that our Heavenly Father has done everything necessary through His Son, Jesus, so that we can be united with Him. He has given us the Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance in eternity. So let's not give up hope and let's spur each other on. Let's encourage one another this weekend. And let's hope that maybe we might be able to see each other again at the end of the week for Christmas Eve, Christmas and the services next week. Let's continue to pray together. And let's continue to put our eyes on Jesus one way.